Hello, hello, and welcome to Music Industry Secrets Spilled with me, your host, Lucy May Walker. Now, if you are an unsigned artist listening to this, releasing your own music, then you will need a distributor. There are loads of distributors out there, from CD Baby to DistroKid, Orchard, AWOL, but today I'm joined by Rupert Stroud, who works at Three Tone. Now, you might not have heard of Three Tone yet because they're quite a new company, which we talk about in the episode. Um, but I joined Three Tone as an artist uh, at the end of uh, last year and they've been so lovely. So I thought they'd be a great distributor to get on. In this episode, Rupert explains what distributors do, how easy it is for artists to change distributors without losing stream counts, very important, um, how they pitch to playlists, uh, the importance of pre-save campaigns, and we also go into Three Tones publishing side as well. Here it is, Music Industry Secrets Spilled with special guest Rupert Stroud from Three Tone Music. Rupert Stroud, welcome to Music Industry Secrets Field. Thanks very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is, I mean, this is, I know this is the early days of your podcast, but it's going to be huge. It's going to be, you. it's going to be like the, the nice sort of like UK version of the Joe Rogan show. It's going to be that big. It's going to be that big. Stop it. That's so nice. I don't know. That's, I don't know. Well, that's, a slight, that's probably a slight exaggeration, but I, but I, <laughs> no. but, but I, I hope it's going to be as, I hope it's going to be as big as it should be. So there you go. Thank you. Aim high. Well, I was thinking, actually, I'm like, what about when I get round to interviewing everyone? So mm. I've got you on today. I'm going to speak about distribution. When I've covered that, what do I do? Do I just keep asking other people and get different answers? Or uh, Yeah, you know I mean? basically. Hey, I don't know. It's your <laughs> podcast. I'll leave you to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Question number one. Okay. You work for Three Tone and mm. your role, I read, is an Artist and label partnerships representative. Um, did I get that right? Yes, it's a mouthful. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it on your Facebook thing. Uh-huh. Put that down. Um, but so yeah, three tone do loads of different things. But I want to start off by talking about the distribution side. Mm. So, in very simple terms, what is a distributor? Okay, so a, a digital distributor, which is what we are, is oh. a is a company. Um, which helps artists and bands release their music on all of the platforms. So Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Amazon, you name it, that's what we do. So a distributor is kind of like um, a middleman company. So mm-hmm. you, as an artist, you have to use a distributor to get your stuff on Spotify. You can't just like call up Spotify and just go, hello, I've got some music. Could I please <laughs> put it on your platform? And they'd be like, no, use a distributor. So that's where we yeah. come in. Um, f- for people that don't have like labels, right? Otherwise the label would kind of handle that side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, since what, 10, probably 10, maybe even longer, actually, sort of 15 years years ago I think is when um, when distri- online distributors became kind of a thing when sort of the birth of streaming platforms and, and, and downloads were a thing um, mm. but yeah once upon a time it just used to be the only way you could actually get your music obviously released in like like stores and stuff was through a label so I think through the kind of 
the, the the birth of the internet and Steve Jobs and everything that he did with like downloads and stuff, then yeah. that kind of created this market where then uh, yeah, uh, digital distribution companies had to be a thing. Um, mm. And the exciting thing is, is that kind of like opened up the industry to unsigned musicians which is incredible and I sound like my dad when I say the internet is incredible but it really really, <laughs> it really is, is. Yeah. The, the opportunities that it's provided um, is amazing and especially for artists and creatives so mm-hmm. there you go when did when did three tone come about so three tone so three tone music started in uh, 2020 late 2020 no yeah, we're we're new, we're new, but our parents. I didn't par- even know that. Hey, well there you go. You're learning something uh, already. Um, but then our um, our parent company is Three Tone Group. So Three Tone Group is an is an independent label, um, and they have a few acts signed. Um, just a little bit of a, a brief background. Mm-hmm. Our our directors are Dean Roberts, who used to be the tour manager of Amy Winehouse for about ten years. Nice. Uh, very very cool. Uh, very cool guy. Very cool that he's my boss. And then we've got Chris Borrad, um, who is our uh, managing director. And he has worked with like so many people, like 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 Dean has. Um, so these guys have been in the industry for, for about sort of 15, 20 years. So yeah, so there you go. So that's kind of like our parent company. And we yeah. just recently got into the distribution game. And we kind of got into the distribution game just because I think they'd identified... The, the, the sort of uh, the negatives of digital distribution and they wanted mm-hmm. to kind of approach it with like an artist first mantra and really kind of support artists from, you know, up and coming artists to those who are a bit more established and uh, everybody in between. That, yeah, that's one thing I really like. So I am with Three Tone as my distributor and um, I've been with a, a, a couple before, uh, maybe even three distributors before Mm -hmm. three tone and to be honest no distributor that i've ever been with has been perfect there's always like little things but the of course the one i won't name the distributor but the one that (laughs) i was with (laughs) for a while um i found that if you're like a regular artist with them so you just sign up whatever um you kind of just get put to the bottom of a pile so you might say oh I've had a problem with this thing and you have to enter your query Mm. and I could wait up to like two weeks to get an answer so if that was an urgent thing I had no one or no way of like contacting whereas with three tone I don't know if this is because I'm a a priority artist so thanks for that um (laughs) but I have like a person a real person Mm. with a name and I'll know that they'll get back to me within that day. Uh, so is that something that you do for all artists on Three Tone or is it, do you have to be a priority one? Yeah, so, okay, so I guess there's two there's two ways that you can distribute music through Three Tone Music. Um, the basic distribution package would be you would sign up uh, for like an annual subscription of twenty four ninety nine, or you can do a monthly subscription of £2.50 a month, which is just a bargain, absolute mm. bargain. Um, and then, uh, yeah, through basic distribution, you know, you've obviously, you've got your, you can sign in online, you've got your account, you've got your dashboard, you do all that kind of thing. And then, yeah, if you do have problems, we have a support email and um, our reps are fantastic and they always want to try and get back, you know, quickly and promptly and help you with your problems. Because as you said, there are some 
distributors who are just terrible and I've heard lots and lots of horror stories of people waiting weeks and weeks. I personally as an artist, I remember I was trying to get down take down a really old album of mine which I don't even like anymore. And it took them two years to take it off. No I was I was and I'm not gonna mention who they are, but people oh, could use please their imagination after. <laughs> yeah, you know what? People could use their imagination and they'll probably they'll probably know which distributor I'm talking about. And it was nuts. And I was just like sending email after email. I even like was sending emails to the director because I knew who the name of the person was. And wow. yeah, it was just ridiculous. And I just kind of like forgot about it. And then eventually it came off. So I don't know if they were waiting to the end of a term or something, but it was really weird. Wow. So that's something, you know, custom service is really important to us because you releasing your music is really important to you. So we should try and help as much as we can. And we shouldn't get in the way of that. Now, you mentioned our priority artist sort of setup, which is what you are on. Hey, yeah, yeah. So um, the priority artist thing is really cool. And that's kind of where my main role with um, with Three Tone Music comes in as I, as I sort of scour the internet. And, you know, before the, before the pandemic, I would go to gigs and, you know, and, and check what out acts. What are What are those? Oh. Yeah. Listen here, Sonny Jim. Before the pandemic, we used to go outside. <laughs> now everyone's just sat behind the computers. Um, so, yeah, so priority artists um, are artists who, who sign up with us um, for kind of like a, kind of like an exclusive deal with us. Um, and through being a priority artist, what we do is with every new release that you have, we um, we will pitch it directly to the editors at Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all of the DSPs because mm-hmm. we have these partnerships built with them. Um, so that gives you as an artist more of a chance of getting onto those editorial playlists because that's kind of what we all want. It's kind of... Uh, I, I, I see streaming as kind of like the international radio. If you can get on some of these playlists, you can rack up hundreds of thousands, if not, you know, if you're lucky, millions of streams. And that's really cool because it mm. results in revenue for you. So then also other things that we do for our priority artists is um, we can say if, if things are going well for you on TikTok and you're getting a bit of virility, we can reach out to TikTok on your behalf and try and get like a partnership going with you where they may like give you some pr- uh, promoted posts uh, sort of funding, which is really cool. And that's something nice. which we're doing for a few of our acts. Um, we also do like uh, in-store, uh, pi- in-store playlist pitching. So like, um, like you know, like the restaurant chains and the gyms and the retail stores um, yeah. around the UK, we can try and get you on those playlists as well, which is cool. So when people are doing the shopping, they'll be hearing some Lucy May Walker, and they'll be nice. like, "Oh, hey, that's a nice, that's a nice tune." Shazam um, it, Shazam, hey, exactly, Shazam it, and mm. then you know the the following you and, and they know all your stuff um and then we can do like things like uh we can get our art you get our artists verified on instagram or facebook which i think we did for you didn't we on yes. instagram there we Thank go you. which is really cool that blue tick is kind of like a it's a bit like a tick of approval isn't it or i think it kind of gets you a little bit more noticed but also the cool thing about being um verified on uh on instagram was that it then allowed you to put links in your stories Mm. which is really helpful like say if you've got a pre-save campaign that you want to promote or you want somebody to go check out your stuff on a different website that's incredibly important um so along with all those services um we take 20 percent of your streaming and sales royalties so you know you set up with us and we're kind of like providing a service for you so i guess it kind of makes sense that we take a bit of a percentage from you um but that still- was my next question Rufus. oh that was the next question oh, i'm <laughs> yeah. jumping ahead here 
but yeah well i wanted to talk like just kind of generally how that works because there's some mm-hmm. some distributors they like take a, a you pay a monthly or annual mm-hmm. fee and then others take a a cut or both whatever like what do you think is kind of best which do you recommend how do we it- make the most money Hey, well, that's what that's what we're in this game for. Not at all. No, uh, no. It's for the passion, the passion of the music that you're making, and the money comes second. To be honest, it depends on it depends on what setup you've got. So, um, you know, we work with a range of acts who, you know, some independent acts who've got a great setup with a PR company, manager, booking agent, and they've kind of already maybe got some sort of hookup or 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 in with some streaming platforms or they've mm. already got a momentum going so the DSPs are already very familiar with their music um so maybe they feel they don't need pitching support like you know because that's like our unique selling point really for the priority artist setup yeah. that we have is that we're pushing your music to the editorial uh, teams and we're speaking with them on a weekly basis to try and get you on those playlists um but then the, yeah there may be some people who literally just want to make their music and 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 get it out on you know all the stores for 24.99 and maybe they maybe i don't know maybe they don't care about like getting all the editorial kind of stuff maybe they just want their music to be out there and then they're concentrating on more on live shows and maybe mm. publishing and sync and stuff but um i mean I, I, the the way i see it see i came into the company as a priority artist first so um, one of the, the directors who used to be um, a radio plugger for me years ago, we'd stayed in contact and um, sort of pandemic happened and I was just like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, can't do any gigs. I, I went yeah. back to working as a bartender and then um, and then uh, I sort of was just reaching out to everybody that I knew kind of thing. And I found out that three-tone music was a thing and it was going on. And he was like, "Hey, why don't you bring over your stuff, and um, you know, we can we can try and pitch it to the DSPs and try and get you on some playlists." I was just like, "Can you explain to the listeners what a DSP is, just in case?" <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're just like, "Wait." <laughs> so a DSP is a digital streaming platform. Thank you. So I hope I hope people, yeah I hope I wasn't confusing people with DSP and just ABCs. <laughs> Sorry, so yeah, so, so like with all the previous success I'd had as an artist, I was very fortunate to have had Radio 2 play, 6 Music play, had my stuff nice. played on TV. I'd opened up for huge acts like James Blunt, Texas, J.P. Cooper, um, Gavin James, like the list goes on. Um, oh, I love I'd, all of them. Yeah, they're all all amazing, lovely people as well. It's amazing to like like hang out with them after the shows and stuff so i'd had lots of success in the in the music industry realm in those respects but i'd never had any like editorial support Mm. um i'd been with previous distributors who said that they could push me onto those things and they never did and even though i kept them you know uh, informed about what was going on nothing ever happened so i came over to three tone i was like okay let's let's give it a go they're a new company Never yeah. heard of, never heard of them. Like literally, I was, literally, I was just like, never heard of you. <laughs> it was yeah. a risk. It really was a risk. Yeah. And uh, with the first single that I released with them, I got on New Music Friday India. Oh, which is very very <laughs> That's cool. Random. I don't have any fans in India, but I do now. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. And I, uh, they also pitched me for a load of homepage takeovers on um, oh, okay. on Spotify, which is a really cool thing which we can do. Which um, essentially, like on one day. Um, 
everybody in that region who's using um, a premium Spotify account, they'll have like an advert of you as soon as they like open up their phone or on their desktop, which is really cool. So I I got, yeah, well, hopefully we'll get it (laughs) for you someday. So I like was like appearing on people's phones for one day, which was really cool. Gave a spike in my listeners. Um, And then and then they got me on like Pandora playlists in America, which was really cool. They got me verified on Instagram. I was like, hey, this is a pretty cool company. Um, And then it was only a few months later, just after because I used to talk to the team a lot. They were just like, hey, Rupert. You really like to talk, don't you? I was like, hey, yes, I do. They were like, we have an opening in our A&R team. Would you be interested in it? And I was just like, hey, never done it before, but I'll give it a go. And then, yeah. a, year, and then a year later, they're, they're, not, they're not sick of me yet. So that's nice. good. Um, so there you go. So I kind of learned, I, I, I learned what it was like to be a priority artist for three-tone music before yeah. then joining the team. So it put me in a really cool uh, position to be able to essentially talk to artists like yourself and management companies and indie labels and, and just say, look, this, this is, I've experienced the, the, mm. the pros of this company and this is how it works. Uh, and it's really exciting company to, to get involved with at sort of the ground level, um, and yeah, just that, that's kind of how I take it from there. That's really cool as well to have someone on the team that knows what it's like from the artist perspective because it they can only know mm-hmm. so much of, like, do you know what I mean? Well, so it's really good to have that yeah, well, perspective. Well, that's the cool thing about three-tone music is all of us are either musicians or have been musicians yeah. we've all like done cool stuff we've all and, and we've 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 definitely been on the receiving end of bad distribution stuff and 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 you know and we all and we all have our tales of bad gigs and weird experiences and and, and getting done over by which you we know, will get on to yeah which I we'll get on to oh man i can't wait to talk about too so yeah so we, that, that's the cool thing about like you know even though i work remotely up in yorkshire um we have a we have our marketing office in liverpool and then we have um that the label and all the operations team are based in bristol um, but yeah, we all have our experiences in the music industry, and I think that's that really adds to the job that we do. Because then, mm. when we do get those emails through from artists and they're having problems with like mapping issues, mapping issues, people might may not um, know what that is. A mapping issue is when you release your song, and if, for example, if you have quite a um, a common uh, artist name, your song may end up on the wrong profile on Spotify, yeah. which yeah. is a which is a nightmare. And I've heard horror stories of even some artists that I've actually brought into Three Tone. They said their previous distributors hadn't sorted it out for them in months. Wow. They came over to us and we managed to sort it out with them in like the space of a week or two. So there you go. So you know, if I wasn't already with Three Tone, I'm sold. <laughs> well done. <laughs> it's either I'm um, a very good salesman or you're, <laughs> you're yeah, like the I cut don't... of my jib. <laughs> yeah. Um... So my next question is, when releasing music, artists can choose whether they just want to drop a single like Beyonce. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Beyonce, but that's the kind of thing she'd do. Or was it Kanye? Whatever. They can drop a single or they can do a pre-order campaign, which is where you can have like a link maybe up to like a month in advance or maybe even longer, which Mm -hmm. you'll send that out to your fans. Be like, hey, pre-save my uh, song and it'll get dropped into their playlist. Mm-hmm. So, what are the pros and cons? What do you recommend doing? Well, a lot of artists that we work with are not yet Beyonce or Kanye 
or Coldplay. Um, <laughs> not yet. I'm not saying about quality of music. I'm just saying your profile. Thank so, you. so um, yeah, they have the luxury of just being able to drop something, and people are just going to go crazy for it. And also, yeah. you know, PR wise, it's 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 you know when Kanye says you know this album's out, and everyone's just like, wow, he's done yeah. it again. Um, but when you're an artist, um, an up and coming artist and you're trying to sort of build up your fan base and stuff, I think it works to have like a pre, pre, pre pre-order campaign or a pre-save campaign or just try and create some buzz at least for like a few weeks leading up to it. Mm -hmm. And I think as, as, as modern day artists go, we're all on social media at the moment. So we're always trying to talk to our fans or entertain them or let them know what we're up to so in in that respect you know a pre-save campaign's cool um in terms of like uh in terms of the likes of spotify for example with a pre-save that's quite good because then if you can build up those numbers then that's mm. a lot of people who are going to get notified about your track coming out because it saves your data it's all like a kind of a data saving kind of thing yeah. and so hopefully that can give like a good surge of streams on your first day which then algorithmically that can be very helpful to an artist if you're trying to tip the balance with spotify to try and get a bit more bit more noticed from the algorithms and then in turn when you're working with three-tone music, if algorithmically your tracks are doing really well, that's a perfect excuse for us to go and talk to the editorial team and say, hey, Lucy's track at the moment is getting some great traction algorithmically. It's been added to a lot of these playlists. Um, would you want to check out her tune? You may have missed it. Because they nice. get, they get, um, I think they get like, is it half a million songs a week at Spotify? Ooh. Like all over the world. Think of everybody. Everybody from wow. a bedroom artist to the biggest artist in the world. They're constantly getting songs sent to their platform. So they're kind of overwhelmed by the stuff which is coming towards them. So that's why they rely on relationships like with Three Tone and obviously you know record labels and stuff to be sending them what yeah. should be quality, great music. Mm. So it kind of cuts through sort of cuts through all the fat kind of thing and they just get to the, the great music which they need to hear. I find it really hard to get people to pre-save. And I know that people mm -hmm. do do it because I had, um, on series one, I had Beth McCarthy on and she was Oh, talking... I love Beth. Yeah, she's so she's good. So, she's so cool. None of for years. It's great to see how well she's doing as well. We'll probably listen to the episode with her on series one. But if not, go and check it out now. Not now, after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she did a pre-save thing for um, She Gets the Flowers, which is one mm. of the so songs that blew on blew up on tiktok and because of that on like day one she had i don't know a hundred thousand streams let's say mm, yeah. and so i know that people do use that pre-save thing but mm -hmm. i can't get them to do it like my own family are like i can't i can't remember my spotify password like yeah a, yeah, yeah <laughs> what I, can you do to like force people to do it i don't know you can't force people to do anything <laughs> but you've just got to be very you've got to be encouraging and persuasive um yeah. yeah i know some people just won't want to do it um i think because it's kind of it's kind of like a data thing i guess sometimes like because it will want you you know it'll want to have access to maybe your facebook if it's connected or something like that yeah, yeah. some people some people are just lazy some people just be like i'll check it out when it releases but they were yeah. just like but a lot of people perhaps if they're not a musician or not in the music industry they kind of don't understand how like sometimes mm. a pre-save can be helpful for you mm. um and if you, I mean, if you can get like thousands of pre-saves on a single uh, before it comes out, then it can be really, really helpful. Um, yeah. But if it's just like, you know, 
12 then (laughs) it's not really it's it's not really going to make a difference but still again you know it ties into that whole thing of you know you just want people to 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 get excited about your music which is coming out so um you know hey check it out pre-save it's just it's just a kind of a thing which we're used to saying now yeah i'm talking about the the actual link right um some distributors provide that i'm pretty sure because i've only released one song so far with with three tone i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they provide it right we do yeah amazing some distributors that i've been with mm-hmm. not mentioning any names do not um and they expect you to do that um yourself and use websites like feature fm mm-hmm. now it's really easy to create a pre-save link using that website and i'm sure there's lots of others mm-hmm. but i found only if they direct you could only do it for free if it's for one platform i.e spotify so you have to choose which link you send people to do you think it is a good idea to concentrate on one platform uh, one dsp should i say um like spotify because i've heard people say that before like oh just just mention spotify and and you might get on spotify playlist rather than mm. if you mention all of them maybe spotify will see that is that just bull that is kind of true um if we think of it in terms of um of business and partnerships and things like that um spotify probably are going to love you if you're directing you know thousands of your fans towards um towards their platform because that's what they want. They always want people to be on their platform. In terms of um, in terms of being an artist, I think it's very important to have a cross-platform spread of your music and your fans. So it's like not all of your fans are going to be on Spotify or Apple, mm. you know, or Deezer. Um, depending on where your your fan base is growing, um, you know, you may you may be. Uh, getting a lot of traction on Tidal because it's you know big in Germany at the moment, or Deezer in France because you've got you know uh, a genre of music which is doing quite well uh, with 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 um, with France. So um, y- y- basically, the answer is yes or no. Sorry, that's so vague. No, it's um, okay. <laughs> but um, but sometimes it's going to co- sometimes like in in your career, it may come down to a point where Spotify provided. Spotify have supported you quite a lot on your previous releases and like maybe you've been on quite a lot of editorials so you may just go right we're just going to ram at home with 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 Spotify and just keep on pushing but at the same time the other platforms may be adding your stuff um, to playlists when it's pitched by a company like Three Tone Music Um, and then so in that case you know if you get on the playlists then of course you're going to shout about it on your social media and thank them so much for the support and then when it comes to um when it comes to say your next single, you may say check it, you know, pre-save it on uh, Spotify and Apple. It's up mm. to you. Um, yeah. But yeah, in 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 terms of you know, uh, should you be sending them to one destination? Sometimes I think that does make sense because if you've got you know primarily all of your fans are on Spotify, then that totally makes sense to you. Yeah. But if you know that your fans are, you know, quite spread across lots of other platforms, then you don't want to alienate those fans by saying, yeah. oh, you know, pre-save it on Spotify. And they're just like, well, what about me, Rupert? Mm. I'm on Apple, you know, I'm an Apple Music guy or I'm on Deezer. How dare you, you know? I got on um, a Tidal playlist through you guys. Yeah, we did, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I that's a platform I've not really heard much about. And I think also... 
I don't think peop- a lot of people listening to this, maybe they don't know that their distributor can actually pitch um, to different kind of platforms. And I think the one good thing about Spotify is you as an artist can pitch yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And they kind of, they're quite big on like making sure you do that. Whereas I think maybe the other platforms could, could definitely improve that service directly to the artist yeah well interestingly so yeah spotify was the first that did it and now amazon have started doing it which is pretty cool um so you can pitch a song i think the thing with amazon i think i believe you can pitch up to two weeks after the release so it's not just a pre-release thing which is very interesting that Uh, is not done yeah so that's kind of that's kind of a that's kind of a cool thing but then with the rest of the platforms they don't have that artist pitching you know personal pitch service Mm -hmm. which perhaps i could imagine they're probably gonna do at some point um i'm sure apple would probably be the next if they were gonna do it Mm. um but that also is the great thing about Spotify. I think everybody obsesses about Spotify because they are like the king and queen makers of streaming world. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people may have some negative, negative sort of opinions of Spotify. But you know, they in that respect they have been you know very helpful in making a lot of artists career, especially independent artists. Mm. Um, and the fact that they do have that. You know, Spotify for artists pitching is incredible because literally I know artists who have got on huge editorial playlists mm. just through that. They Thank haven't had, they haven't had yeah. a um, um, you know a distributor doing that pitching to the editorial team. So it shows you that you know they do take notice of those things, which is pretty cool. So Three Tone also have a publishing department, mm. um, and I read like there was a big post all about you and how. Uh, three-tone publishing has changed your life Um, can you you tell us a little bit about that side of things yes so yeah so we have a publishing arm um of of three-tone called three-tone publishing um and yeah i so i'd been with quite a few different organizations who'd looked after my my publishing um before um and so like artists will understand this when you go on like your 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 PRS um, uh, sort of database when you when you sign in log in or whatever and you have a look at all of your registrations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mine was an absolute mess. They were like registered with all different people and the percentage was a little bit of a mess. Yeah. And um, I spoke to I spoke to Three Tones uh, publishing team, and I was just like, um, yeah, this is all a bit of a mess. Is there any way we can sort it out? And they're just like, don't worry, we have a great connection with uh, the guys at PRS and MCPS and PPL. Um, we'll try and sort it out for you. And they kind of tidied it all up and it all looks very neat and fantastic now and it's a great, great, great spreadsheet and stuff. And yeah, they actually managed to get some backdated royalties, which I'd never got. Nice. Which is really, really cool. Um, some people don't understand or some artists don't understand that you can actually backdate, I think, up to six years of royalties through like MCPS and PPL. Um, So like, you know, you may have got the PRS royalty for your song being played on radio, but you may not have got some of the mechanical royalties or the PPL royalties. Mm. And, you know, it may only be, you know, 20, 30 quid or it may be a few hundred quid like it was for me. But it's really important to, I think, for any artist, whether, you know, starting out or whether you've been doing it for a few years to make sure that that kind of stuff is really well organized and you know you've got your kind of your books in order because when things start to take off and you start to get momentum it's really important to be you know getting you know the royalties which you deserve from all those different organizations 
Thank you. It's kind of just good to kind of have it all under one roof kind of thing. And it mm. makes things a bit simpler. Um because this is like this is like the boring stuff that like musicians don't really want to think about, but it's important. You can't, you know, hey, you can be a cool musician, man, and making my music and all that kind of thing, and just like going out and doing gigs and stuff. But you need you like in today's music industry, unless you have a manager, I do feel that at some point you'd need to be quite clued in on all this kind of stuff because it's very oh, very important. Because 100%. you know you've you've heard the horror stories of of you know. Um, You've heard the horror stories of like people like I don't know why it comes to mind Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays, where like he just like signed some really bad deal when he was drunk and like and he didn't know anything about the business stuff and he realised he was broke. So yeah. like you've got to be really clued in on those things and you've got to know where your money's coming through. Um, so yeah, it's very important to have your 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 ducks lined up or your or your stuff in order. I've just um, this is kind of unrelated to that. But to um, distribution and publishing, but I just mm. signed uh, a sync deal. And Congratulations. For that, thank you very much. Um, so I guess it's similar to pub- publishing almost, but um, mm. for that, they want really specific metadata. And I was like, yeah, I know all my metadata, have a file with all the stuff. But whoa, it's taken me like a mm. week, right? Because they wanted, so for people that don't know what metadata is i mean you should but um metadata is like the kind of info embedded into your tracks um Mm. so my master my mastering engineer normally does that for me i think Mm -hmm. is that how it works generally yeah or just through or just through it being distributed once it's released Mm. like it's assigned an isr an isrc code and the upc code yeah yeah so my (laughs) sync um people i don't know what to call them my, my sync people the wanted like the prs cuts and and the splits mm, and yeah. lyrics and um this track sounds like and then a list of artists and the bpm and all of this stuff i didn't even realize and neither did my my engineer so i'm getting my head around all of that stuff and now that i've had to do that mm. i've got it i've got it in mm. a file ready there you go so, just for artists that are listening to this thinking, I absolutely hate my current distributor. Um, why should they sign up with Three Tone? What's like the, there's loads of reasons, but what's your top reason? And how easy is it to um, not join, but uh, transfer from one distributor to another? Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, uh, yeah, Three Tone Music, where we are a new distribution company, but. You know, you may have had some horror stories with your previous distributors. We don't need to name any names, but there are some terrible ones out there who take weeks and weeks to get back to you with any technical problems. So with 3Tone Music, you can sign up, as I said, for $24.99 for an annual subscription or £2.50 per month subscription. You can release an unlimited number of tracks with us. But there's no extra costs for ISRC codes, UPC codes, pre-save links, all these things which a mm. lot of these other companies will charge you. They're like, oh yeah, it's only this. It only costs this. And then they're just like, oh, it's $5 for this. It's $10 for that, all that for kind of thing. ISRC code? That's yeah. Some of them, some, yeah, some of them are pretty shitty. So yeah, so we don't do that. It's just a very flat rate and all that kind of thing. Um, 
and then obviously yeah our, as i said our customer service you know we're very conscientious about that we know that people have had bad experiences says so we want to make sure that we're providing a good customer service so if you have problems and you're emailing support at three to music.co.uk then you know you're actually going to be speaking to a human being instead of a robot nice. um and then of course um Sold. Sold. <laughs> and then, of course, if your music is exceptional, which I'm sure it is, because you know you're, there's so much great music out there. Um, but if you feel that you know there's something a bit special, or you've got a team around you, or you really want to give it that extra push, then you can reach out to me, Rupert Stroud uh, at Three Tone Music, artist and label partnerships representative. And um, and and we can talk about bringing you in for a priority artist deal where we'd take twenty percent, but we'd be pitching your stuff to the DSPs and and trying to do that extra kind of stuff to help you know move you on in your career. Nice. And what about the transferring over? Is that an oh, easy yeah. process? Yeah. So it's very easy because I I mean I personally as an artist have done it. I think me too six different times <laughs> wow so yeah. so if you have your so if you wanted to come on with three tone music and you were with another distributor before all you'd have to do is make sure that you get the isrc code and the upc code so the metadata make sure that that is exactly the same uh the artwork's the same and then the the wav file uh, and the format that you've um uploaded it on your previous distributor You'd come over to Three Tone and say, "Hey, I've got these tunes. They were previously released." It'd be like, "Great, is all your metadata there?" And then you'd be like, "Yeah, it is." So then we'd go, "Right, okay, set up an account, put it up with Three Tone. We'll distribute it, and then only when we make sure that it's delivered, so it's gone to all of the stores and everything, and we know it's there, we'd then say for you to just get in contact with your current distributor who you're now mm. leaving because you're sick of them, and just say, "Hey, I'm leaving." I don't like you anymore. Please, could you? Please, could <laughs> don't you? Don't say it, that. I don't like you anymore. Uh, please, could it doesn't? It's, it's not you. It's me. Um, and just say and just say I'd like to uh, issue a takedown of yeah. my tunes, and then so it would disappear from their sort of back office. It would be on our back office, and then in terms of like what it looks like, for example, you know your, your Spotify streaming figures. As long as that metadata is exactly the same then you won't lose any streams or whatever. And it'll be yeah. as if nothing happens to the outside world, but all the back office stuff is sorted out. Great. Well done. Thank Lovely. you. Thank Let's you. Let's hope we get some uh, people signing up after they listen Hopefully. to this episode. Um, this brings me on to the question that I feel like we've both been dying to answer. Horror stories. Oh. Um, so I'll share with you my horror story and then hopefully in return you can share a horror story with me. Are you up okay. for that? <laughs> I'm up for it. Let's go for it. I think it's kind of important to hear about all the bad stuff because that's the only time, that's the only way you're going to learn. And like, yeah. even me, learning from my own mistakes, I need to sometimes remind myself and I'm going to tell you this story and I even didn't learn from it because I did it twice, right? <laughs> okay. So, back in 2015, I released um, my first EP. And I, I was working with a producer and I had no idea about how to release music. And this guy, who turned out to be not a nice guy... Mm. Um, said oh well you know I, I release stuff on my account on this distribution company mm-hmm. so I can I can distribute it for you and I was like oh mm-hmm. that'd be amazing because I didn't I just didn't know and maybe 
looking back, I should have gone, hold on, maybe I can do something like this and I can open like my own account on this distribution side. Um, but because I was kind of young and naive and I was like, oh, this sounds great. Um, and it was really easy. The problem with that was because someone else had had access to this account, I had no access to it. I hadn't signed anything with this guy to say, mm. oh, yeah, you're going to make sure that, that the money comes to me if it makes anything or we didn't have like something in place where he'd pay me every month. So basically how it worked would be about three months would go by and i go, oh, hey, uh, have I made any money? And then he'd like look at his because he had like loads of different artists on his account and then mm. he'd have to work out where the money had come from and what he owed me so right. he'd pay me like let's say 30 quid and then a, another four months well basically when i remember that i've released music but it wasn't doing very well so it wasn't like i was racking up millions mm -hmm. um still not true either um yeah so like a few months would go by and i go oh and i should ask if i'm owed anything and then he'd go, you know, he'd take a week to reply and then ask me to send me a screenshot of the last bank transfer that he did. And it was just the worst thing mm. ever. So mm. I want to make sure people listening to this, maybe you've not released music before and you have someone come up to you and be like, oh, I can do this for you. I would just do a bit of research and see, actually, it's so easy to do yourself and you need to be in control of you don't want your the money that you're making from your music to go to someone else so mm. yeah this was like my biggest horror story and then somehow a few years later i got into this exact same situation i'm just chasing chasing money chasing money and mm. then eventually i had enough and was like right i'm going to change distributor you've got to remember you still rely on that person to click yep. take down yep exactly so don't do it. Okay. Feel free to share a horror story. Wow. I mean, wow. That was like, <laughs> that's like a really, that's like a horrible horror story because you've dealt with, you know, mm. bad guys. Um, yeah. I, yeah. When you asked me that, when you asked me this, or when we were, when we we're chatting on Instagram, I was just like, yeah. I've got loads of horror stories. Oh, no. Um, Let's go to the pub another time and share them all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could, <laughs> yeah. We could, it, it would be lo it would be longer than this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, as, as I said, like I've played like some, I play some really cool gigs. I played some mm. some amazing festivals and you know all over the country. But then some of the like I think the funniest or most embarrassing or weirdest experiences have been when we were doing like private functions, so corporate oh, events, yes. corporate events, weddings, um, you know, even just like bar gigs. Um, mm -hmm. I used to do I used to do a lot of bar and restaurant gigs. Um, you i think i think i actually commented i'm sure i'm sure you said something about on your instagram about like you know drunk people coming up to you and say i am it can you play some ed sheeran or yeah. you know can you play some oasis and literally yeah. they're speaking to you mid-song while you're singing and performing and then they get angry when you don't respond to them yeah. it's like it's like dude i'm singing to like a hundred people here right now and you're asking me a question to play a song which i'm probably going to be playing in the second yeah. half of the set oh my god um and it's oh and it's just so cringe and yeah I, th those days are kind of behind me i don't i don't play those kind of shows anymore but horror stories one of the funniest or weirdest uh mortifying moments was um we were playing we were playing this um my band and i were playing this uh like event in a hotel uh, a couple years ago 
and um, there was lots of people there and there was also like families there and stuff and uh, we come on and we start playing this first song and this lady comes uh, onto the dance floor with her four-year-old child and they're having a good time and they're dancing or whatever and then she she decides that oh, it would be a good idea to start swinging my child around in a circle oh no so oh, no. grabs her by the arm, starts swinging her, you know, swinging her. They're, they're picking up quite a bit of speed, and I'm there just, <laughs> and I'm there just like, this ain't gonna end well. Um, and um, it was really bad timing on my part because Lucy, as you know, as a singer, sometimes we close our eyes momentarily yeah, all the to, time. Re- to yeah. really, to really express <laughs> what we're singing about. Yeah. And then, sort of, the moment that I opened up my eyes. This child was hurtling towards me. The woman had lost grip of her child. This poor four-year-old girl was flying towards me. She knocks into my floor monitor, and then that knocks my microphone. And literally, like, if I hadn't opened my eyes, I think I would have lost my, my two front teeth. And I kind of like rolled with the punch. I kind of rolled with the punch of the microphone a little bit like Tyson Fury. And like it sort of rolled off of my lips a bit, but it, it did hurt. I had a fat lip afterwards. Yeah. And um, and then the microphone falls onto the floor. This girl is like just crying her eyes out. She's absolutely hysterical. The mother comes up, picks up the bundles of the child. Oh, darling, are you okay? And the band have stopped. My bass player's like laughing. My drummer's just like, I can't believe what I've just seen. And then, so then it's up to, so, and then there's like a, 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 a deadly silence just as upon the room. Everybody is watching. What has happened? Yeah. And I felt like I was responsible. Yes. It was like, it was like, how, how dare you be standing there entertaining us while the child was, you know, being flung around like a cat and yeah. ended up going in, going into your microphone. And, you know, like, you know, those moments, you have those moments when you're on stage um, where it feels like an eternity, but it was yeah. probably only 10 seconds. Yeah. And like the eternity, the feeling of dread when I'm like trying to straighten out my microphone, straighten out the monitor, and I sort of get myself poised and I look back to my drummer, Pete, and I just go, um, okay, so we just, we just take it from the top again. And the funniest thing of the whole story was that at the time we were singing lucky man by the verve and in that moment i did not feel lucky i was a very unlucky man i nearly lost my teeth and um yeah that's the that, that's that's the Aww. first that's the first and only time that a, a, a child has been crying at my gig i would like to say but it wasn't my fault oh my god I, i'm laughing but i i feel like i've been i've definitely not been there that i've never mm. <laughs> but i've there's been things where especially busking that can happen where something's yeah. happening next to you and you're like Am I really disrespectful if I carry on? Like, you just don't know what the oh. right answer is. Yeah, so, like, uh, the amount of gigs that I've done where there's been fights in, like, yeah. the, or, in the audience or, um, or, or, like, at the bar and stuff, and you're just like, hey, I'm just singing my song. <laughs> da, 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 da. You know, you, you just, you're just like, what do I do? Do I stop um, or do I, do, I, do I keep playing? Um, and most of the time, it's just keep, keep, cal- keep, keep calm and carry on. Very British. <laughs> answer all right we sorry we're so running out of time um but uh, you i know you're a you're a listener of this podcast so thank you for that That's so right. you know what's coming up mm-hmm. um i ask every guest the same question as the title of the podcast is music industry secrets spilled rupert stroud what is your music industry secret yes i've given this a lot of thought and okay. um and, and 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 then decided to change my mind um oh. no 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 
I think, from my personal experiences, I think the biggest secret or the best thing that an artist can do is mm-hmm. um, to network and be friendly. Um, now, that can sound quite vague, but um, I think through the connections which I've personally made with people um, has led me to, say, doing this career which I'm doing now, which is working for Three Turn and a distributor. And I'm still mm. a musician, but following the pandemic, I've definitely kind of readjusted my... Um, my sort of uh, moving forward as a musician I've got Mm. this job and I'm still always going to write music and and release it because it's my passion and I love it and I love connecting with people with music Um, but you know fortunately through the network and the people that I've known in the industry I've you know managed to uh, work for a really cool company and it's really exciting and I love my job Um, and I think that that's kind of testament to how you should really um uh, think of the music industry if you're a up and coming musician. I think a f- good few years ago, I used to be quite closed off. I used to kind of think as everybody else as competition, or I don't want to work with mm. that person, or I don't want to be associated with that person. But at the end of the day, we're all human, and we're all artists and and and, and musicians, and we're just trying to just get our music heard by people. So be friendly with people. Just you know, yeah. follow follow those 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 bands in your in your local scene. You know, go to their gigs, like chat with them, become friends with them. Um, you know, and just support each other because it's definitely a community. It shouldn't be seen as a as as like a competition. Um, and then again, like you never know, like. Um, where these guys are going to end up Um, you know you may end up uh, opening up for them one time when they're you know a big act and they've got Mm -hmm. like a hometown show or um, you may end up like writing some music with them at some point and wouldn't it be good for that to happen because they remembered you from a few years ago and they were like oh they were always a really cool guy let's get them involved instead of just like oh not gonna work with them because they're a bit cold and a bit weird so So yeah, I think networking, being friendly, um, and yeah, just trying to put out positive energy out there uh, and connecting with people—that's that's that's kind of the secret, I think, to um, to definitely trying to get you know where you want to be in the music industry. Oh, love that! My, my a friend of mine shared on Facebook, I think yesterday, hmm. and she said, "No one wants to support you until it's cool to support you." Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So like. Yeah when you're let's say nobody and you've got no fans and you're putting on a show and no one wants to come and then suddenly you blow up and then they all all of those people want to be like oh yeah yeah i've been there like since the start support people when they are small and don't just support them because you're like i think they might be big just be a nice person it's it's a great i think not even music advice just in life be a nice guy yeah, exactly. I mean, like when you think about being a musician or a songwriter, in in a way, you're kind of like um, you're kind of like a startup company, or you're kind of like a boutique company. And mm-hmm. you know, if somebody in your hometown was like opened up, I don't know, a, a crockery shop, and you were just like, oh, they're a really nice person, and they do good stuff, and like yeah. you would support it and share their stuff on social media. That's the same for like your your musician friends or your creative friends. I have a lot of friends who are artists. And, you know, I, I, I will regularly share their stuff on my stories because I think their work's great and I want people to find out about what they're doing. So hopefully it will lead to them, you know, getting a, a commission for, for, for something. So, um, yeah, just like just support people like it's not and it's not that hard. No. I, I see quite a few posts and it's just like um, I see posts on like Instagram or Facebook and it's just like, 
you don't support your friends who are musicians and creatives, but you'll share the news article about Beyonce's, you know, baby or, or, or you know, them being on holiday or their, their, you know, or a celebrity's honeymoon and stuff. And it's just like, those are people you do not know. Yeah. Whereas there are people who are in your life working really hard or uh, 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 their, their their talent or, or or trying to nurture their talents and you just you just like oh whatever you know they should get a proper job that's not the oh. way it should be <laughs> oh, those horrible words oh Rupert, thank you so much oh pleasure thank you so much for having me and um yeah i'm i'm, I'm i really love the way you do your podcast I've, i really like the relaxed cool kind of vibe and it's, it's 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 this has been this has been great fun what's your website and things like that yeah sure so i guess as me as a musician you can find me on instagram rupert stroud music um uh, in terms of um three-tone music which is obviously the main reason why i've come on this podcast um yeah if you've got great music and you want help to try and push it out there and you know maybe try and get some traction on the digital streaming platforms then you can reach out to me at rupert at threetonemusic.co.uk and yeah if you're interested in what i've been saying about three-tone music then check us out threetonemusic.com What a nice man and what a nice chat that was. I feel like I learned a fair bit in this one and it's really nice to have a real life person representing a music distributor because I know from my experience before working with Three Tone, it would all be done through almost robots uh, or at most um, emailing a person who knows nothing about you. So I think that's the main thing. What I love about this company is it's just humans like Rupert. Um, which make his music industry secret of being friendly make a lot of sense. This episode, thank you so much for listening. If you have a friend or someone you know that's in the music industry and would benefit from episodes like this one and the rest in this series, then please share it with them. Sharing is caring. Uh, or if you know someone that would like to come on the next series, um, then just send me a message and, and say, this person would be really good and here's why. This is the last episode of series two. But if you have enjoyed it, please follow us on social media at Music Secrets Pod. And just let me know if you want me to keep doing this and get series three on the way I will because I love doing it and if it's helping you then I really want to know a little plug as ever before I go for myself if you've just found yourself here um, you can probably tell from this episode I am an artist myself I go by the name of Lucy May Walker and this is a huge huge year for me because I'm actually writing recording and releasing my debut album by the time this episode comes out I will have a crowdfunding campaign going on my website lucymaywalkerofficial.com and if you'd like to check that out and support me and the album uh, or maybe host a house concert then get in touch I'd love to hear from you thank you so much again for listening now go stream my music stay safe and uh, love you bye music industry secrets music industry secrets music industry secrets